everybody, and welcome to the Game by Show podcast. It is February the 20th, 2023. Wow. Guys, here we are. It's just me and Jeremy, though. No, that's good. It's very cozy for St. Valentine's Day. It's true. St. Valentine's Day was exactly one week ago. No? Almost. That's right. Sorry Tomorrow. sorry to report to some of you dudes out there who were not paying attention. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, I, I, I'm always bad at Valentine's Well, I'm not. I'm okay at it. I'm okay at Valentine's You're okay. It depends on... It depends. It, it is a skill rather than a, a, an observation. Like you. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, uh, What's new, man? Well, for me, like, here's a, here's a little uh, it's a little special something from my life. I have to replace my roof. <laughs> oh, oh you, yeah. we were talking about that the other day. Did we? Did, really? Did, uh, maybe we did. Maybe on the Discord or something. But uh, that, That's rough, man. Yeah, so I'm actually, so here's the funny thing. So last year, I was uh, I was looking at that solar panel lifestyle, and... Uh, and, and actually, I had two different companies come in. I had one company, I'd fight, you know, because they, they'll leave flyers and stuff. And finally, I was like, all right, you guys, all right, all right. Come talk to me about solar. And they did, and I was like, yeah. Like, and I'll tell you, here's the, here's the thing on solar, because I know some people want to know. It's not like, wow, and it's not terrible. It's all right. Uh, it's all right. It's all right. It's a good, it's a, it's a decent long-term bulwark against steadily increasing energy costs. So... In that, in that sense, it's fine. But you're going to pay probably a little more than your least expensive uh, electricity bill, you know, throughout the year. And it's going to be less expensive than your most expensive electricity bill. So it's like, it's the it's the middlest of all realities, right? I'm on the equal payment plan for power. Yeah, that's that's kind of, it's. I mean, it's something like that, you know. It just sort of evens out your bill and it's a little more than it would have been. But once it's paid off, you know, then no worries. So. I I, I was crunching the numbers on it. Yeah. So th there's a couple things with solar. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to let you finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeremy. Oh, let's... But uh, I, I was crunching the numbers last time I had a guy in to talk to me about it, and I determined that based on his numbers that he gave me, I put it into a spreadsheet, did a bunch of math to it, and figured out that I wouldn't actually start, like, saving money for, like, 15 or 17 years or something stupid. Like, it, the only reason to get it would be to save the environment, which is not a bad reason. To yeah, get yeah, yeah. It, I guess. That's I fine. Or to have, like, the battery backup that you can have. Or yeah. Whatever, but. Uh, the, the, the way it sort of works is it just evens out your... Because, you know, when it's July and August and your heating, your uh, air conditioning bill is, like, 150 160 $80. Oh. Yeah, you got a small house. It, so it, <laughs> My yeah, yeah. house is insane. Yeah, yeah. So that's what it does, is it evens that, that high stuff down and... You know, and basically that's it. But you're still paying on the thing while you're making payments for it. So it's it's fine. Like it's fine. I look yeah, into it. It's I, fine. I math it out. The guy was like, energy costs are going to increase at this rate. Right. Here's what we can get you this thing for. Therefore, your monthly payment is going to be this, which is higher than what you pay right now. Right. And I took my numbers and I mapped it all and, out. And, and that's in... it. And the <laughs> and the thing is that it's like the frogs are boiling in you know in in their own juice. So oh, by the time you're like, oh wow, energy is more expensive than it was when I checked this thing last. It's like ten years too late. And you're like, I wish I'd have done this ten years ago. But ten years ago, it didn't seem like such a great proposition. It's one of those things. So I had yeah. I had a company come in and they're like, okay, we'll do it. And I had made peace with it. And I'm like, okay. Okay, let's go. And then they're like, actually, we can't do it. Your roof is made of metal. Because I have metal shingles. I have, like, a metal, actual metal roof. And, uh -huh. and they're like, sorry. And I was like, ugh. Like, I had steeled my, you know, I had gotten all ready for it. And then they're they like, They didn't no. notice when they looked at your well, roof Well, they, they were like, oh, we think we can do it or whatever. No, I told them. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's made of this and whatever. I mean, they got to figure that stuff out. But then the, by the end, they're like, sure. oh, we can't do it. So then I was like, ugh, all right, fine. 
So then a couple months later, someone else, you know, knocks on the door, and I was like, well, you know, the last company to come in, they said they couldn't do it, so... And they're like, oh, no, no, we can do it. So I was like... Okay, all right, come on in, let's figure it out. And they're like, oh, we got a better deal than those guys. I'm like, okay, fine. And I'm like, okay, I still got a metal roof. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we went through the whole thing, and then they gave me the quote, and it was like $15,000 more than we had talked about. And I said, well, what's up with this? And they're like, oh, we got to redo your roof. It's made of metal. We can't, <laughs> we can't do it. So and oh, so I, ta best, I right talked there. to the guy, and he's like, yeah, you know, if you don't have to replace your roof, it's fine. You know, it's just, you know. Well, come to find about, you know, eight months later, I gotta replace my roof, so... Uh, so you gotta do it anyway. Yeah, so I went back to them, and, and I'm probably gonna... I, I can't not, so, you know, it's leaking, so I gotta, I gotta... And nobody makes metal roofs anymore, apparently. Like, one manufacturer does, and it's not compatible, or some baloney like that, so... Anyway, so we'll see, uh, we'll see how my video game budget's doing here in, you know, seven, eight weeks. So but, that company's uh, going to replace your roof and put solar on yeah, at the same the, time? Yeah, the, the roof, they contract it out, but they sort of coordinate it together and make sure that it's all up to spec and that everything's going to be fine. Uh, but they also, uh, the, I guess the credit is better, like the tax break is better this year than it was last year, and usually they're like, oh, no, no, it's going to be worse, you better do it now, but it's actually better now. They always say that. I know, <laughs> yeah, so this year I'm actually getting, the rates are a little bit higher, because rates have just been going up, you know, uh, uh, interest rates and things, but it turns out that it's better anyway, and... Uh, they'll also give you a break if you pay them in cash, which means I can go to my bank and get a loan from them instead and save about seven thousand dollars. And not bad. yeah, and uh, apparently there's an extra tax credit or incentive if you're doing your roof and the solar together. So I get thirty percent, I guess, of the whole spend. I don't know uh, that they're just gonna that the government just mails to you, which is good because hey, in other Jeremy news, I'm paying on my taxes again. I owe money again this year. It sucks. Uh, yeah. I just did mine and I'm getting a lot back. Really? Sorry, See, I've, I, last year was the first year that I paid and I think they change withholdings or something how they do it. And so I owed a little bit last year. I owe more this year. Uh, that's so, crazy. Yeah. I don't understand. I don't understand. I well, I never had that problem. I, don't know. I never had that problem either. And then I was like, well, maybe it's a <laughs> fluke and now I owe more. So I don't know. It'll be fine. But I'll be getting some kind of incentive for spending, you know, 35 some odd thousand dollars. So anyway, that is what's going on in my life. It has nothing to do with video games, but. I'm, you know, learning math. Yeah, I'm, hey, we're all old men here. We all have to deal with it. It's true. At some point. That's true. So Taxes and replacing roofs. All that, of that. That's the thing. is, As soon as my roof is getting ready to need to be replaced, I'm just going to throw the house away. And you just burn it down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just yeah, going to move get a new house. That's about how it and is. Nah, it's not going to deal with it. Yeah. Although they say, so they'll warranty the work and the shingle, the roofing and everything for 25 years, which is sort of standard. But I guess shingles now have lifetime warranties? question mark? What? I don't know. Okay. So I'm like, alright, well, whatever. I have no idea. I'm not going to be in this house for 25. I, I hope I'm not in this house for 25 yeah. years. Maybe I will be. I I'm, I'm not I, planning on going anywhere, so you know, yeah. whatever. I, well, I, want to I want to downsize. That's what I want. As soon as the kids are gone, I'm, I'm going to get an RV and I'm going to go live in the mountains. Really? You know what? I've learned about RVs a little bit over this year, too. RVs are just like a high-maintenance house. <laughs> oh, yeah. And they're expensive as hell. Yeah, they're they're yeah. <laughs> You, you yeah. can go buck and you got it. You got to worry about sure. all the fluids and where they're going. And did it drain, or did this line <laughs> go to that line, or whatever? And we, yeah. it's like you know, you know all the work you have to do to get a boat ship shape. It's like do that yeah. in your house every time you pick up and move. So anyway, yeah. not to try and talk you out of it, but I don't care. 
doing it anyways. Nice. nice, nice. I, I just want to live off the grid. I'm, my wife's not going to be down with it. Honestly, so you know, Elon Musk. I've to do in the next 10 years. I've used but... Starlink uh, in the last year. Starlink works great, so oh, you can get internet pretty much anywhere. One of my employees anywhere. uses it because one of my employees lives in the Ukraine and he uses Starlink. Yeah, yeah. Starlink works. It's good. Well, I mean, when it works, he it works great. He has to like boot it up. He has to boot it up every morning. It takes like 30 minutes. I something. tried to figure it out too. You can log into like a diagnostic screen and I was trying to figure out like where did the set, like how does it, how does it work? And they have this whole complicated thing. It looks like a 1980, it looks like a war games or something from, from ah, like the cool. 1980s. And it's like, Matthew Broderick. I don't know how to, fi yeah, yeah, exactly. And I don't know how to figure any of it out, <laughs> but it mostly, 90% of the time it works every time. Oh, nice. Okay. So. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes my guy will say like, "Oh, I, my, I'm booting up my internet, and it takes like 30 minutes or something." Yeah, I don't know. The satellites have to find you or something. I don't know, man. I, don't I, know. I, I think the whole the concept is really cool, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there we've got we've got the the mood that we want for the show. So start yeah. Starlink <laughs> and infrastructure. All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna start off the game the game talk with with a quick with a quick a quick one okay. and a long one. Is that okay, that's fine. You, that's you, good. You okay with that? Yeah, yeah. We're. Uh, I've been playing Spirit Tracks, Legend of Zelda Spirit Tracks on the DS. That's the only one that I didn't really get or ever try. Neither did I until now. Okay. And Where'd you, did you find I, a copy or are you? Well, actually, I don't want to know. We're out. That's right. I'm playing the game. Okay. That's all that you need. Yeah, to that's know. all right. Fair enough. <laughs> and uh, man, you know, I really like the. I like 2D Zeldas way better than 3D Zeldas. So we're talking. Link Between Worlds and Link to the Past and Zelda One. And this and... this was the one that came right out after Phantom Hourglass. So it's sort of like that top yes. down, but also sort of made of three D kind of looking thing. Yeah, so it's I mean it's it's a two D. I mean there's there's verticality like there was in Super Castle or Super Zelda, whatever it's called, Super Nintendo Zelda, Link to the Past. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Levels but, of terrain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the problem is is that you have to control the character Link with the stylus. The stylus, you, yeah touch on the screen and he moves with the screen and you swipe and you have to like, so it, it can do some cool things where you can draw like the route for your boomerang to go. So you like pick up fire and there's puzzles, you know, take it to a, a lantern or whatever. Right. And so there's lots of like neat little things they can do with the stylus, but ultimately like running around with the stylus is like the worst. It should have been mm. a combination of both. It should have been where you move normally with the D pad and then when you need to use the stylus to do things on the touch screen, then you do so. Like, you can, like, take notes on the map. There's, like, little neat things you can do, just like in Phantom yeah. Hourglass. Yeah. Um, but it just sucks that the movement model is so bad with the stylus. And it really pisses me off because I really want to keep playing it. Um, it's just I don't like playing it. <laughs> I mean, it, it feels cool. I like the train stuff is neat. Like the whole. See, that's what I want to know. Cool because because Phantom Hourglass was about the sailing and you could sail. You could like chart your map and stuff like that. But with the spirit tracks, you're like on a rail. So I was always curious, yeah. like, is it fun to be on a train? Like, it's kind of fun. Is it? It's kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if, if you're if you're into trains, like I think I think most dudes like secretly want to drive a train someday, you know, someday. Uh, yeah. And, and I, and this is kind of a, so while you're on a track, there is multiple paths and you kind of draw your path that you want to take. And there's enemies that will pop up that you have to like shoot. So it's like an on rail shooter in a way, in some cases. And then there's bad trains that chase after you as oh, well. Man. You gotta, that you gotta shoot. 
And if they hit you, then you're dead, and you have to like start back from where you where you disembarked from. And then you stop at train stations, and then you hop off, and then you run around in like an overworld, you know, run around in the map, and then you get back on the train, and you go to the next place. It's probably fine, but it's this seems like one of those things where it's like, do you remember that time when we were really into trains in Hyrule? You know, like it's it's like uh, I mean, to some degree, it's like no different than you know, wind waker where you're just like, right. oh, I'm going to go from point A to point B and I'm just going to sail there. And now it's just nice. I'm on the, on the sailboat and here we go. And Oh, there's some bad guys. I'm going to have to shoot as I, as I drive You know, it's the same type of thing, except for you're, you are on a rail. So you're not like driving around, you know, yeah, like you yeah, would in yeah. a boat, but you're still driving from point A to point B, getting off, doing some stuff, getting back on and driving to the next place. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of similar. Do you have a gun way. on your train? Yeah. You got a cannon. Dude. That's see, that's good. Okay. Cannon. All right. I'm in. Yeah. I mean, so you'll get like so in like the snow land, like these snowmen will pop up and throw their heads at you and you got to shoot them with your snowball. Um, there's a bunch of mini games like it's it's a it's a it's a good one of those. It's just is hindered by the control with the with the stylus. And it kind of pisses yeah, me off. I don't so, that really bother me that much. But I but I but I, I get you. Yeah. If you're patient enough with it, I think it's OK. If you're not patient with it and you feel like you're it could be a controls, game breaker. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's going to be. Fr- and then that's kind of how I feel like when I first saw I'm like, well, you know what? I'm going to get through this game. I'm kind of having fun. This is okay. And I'm kind of was being patient. And I got to some boss fights. It required some more precise movement. And I had to dodge some things. And all of a sudden, the, 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 the lack of good control was more apparent. And um, yeah. anyway, it, it'll probably be my lay in bed game for a while. Like, that's what I kind of where I've been playing it mostly is kind of just laying in bed or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, I also picked up uh, Harry Potter, the game. Uh, this is the, I can't remember what it's called. Hogwarts Legacy? Yes. Oh, okay. Cool. Pick pick that up, and uh, I'm gonna play the game that Dale played the other day because I think most people kind of understand what this game is. It's Harry Potter the game. Yep. Uh, set 100 years or so before the events of Harry Potter. Yep. The books and movies. Yep. And uh, I'm gonna let you ask me questions about it, and I will answer you. Are you okay. interested in the game? Are you interested in the game? Do you have enough questions that you would want to ask? Absolutely. I always have... I can okay. come up with questions right on the fly. I'm always interested. So, All right. the, the first question that I have is, is this Harry Potter Grand Theft Auto? Uh, no. No, okay. Maybe I should stop... Maybe I should not ask yes-no questions. <laughs> How is this or is this not like Harry Potter Grand Theft Auto? Uh, it's it's an open world game, but you're I mean you're not stealing cars, and there's not like little. I mean, the the formula of, of uh, Grand Theft Auto was very like, oh, here's a map, and here's this dude that you're gonna do quests with over right. and over again, right? And you're gonna go through him, and he's got a little storyline. Then here's another guy that pops. And then up you'll on yeah your you'll get an adjacent dude, and he'll give you quests. Yeah, it's not like that. No, okay, it's not like that. No, it, it is more like a, an open world centered around like. Hogwarts and Hogsmeade. Is it is it like a single Hogsmeade's, player MMO? Uh, is it like a no. It's like a it's like an like open a Dragon Age kind of okay. It's like a it's like a Assassin's Creed except for you are fighting with wands. Okay, uh, all right, okay. So then, um, I mean, Assassin's Creed. I think and that's there's no, and there's no climbing, but there is flying. Eventually, I haven't gotten my broom yet, but eventually right. you can fly around the world. But there's uh, bandit camps to go and kill bad guys in. There's uh, the castle is extremely detailed. The Hogwarts castle is extremely detailed and like amazingly like I'm talking. Yeah, yeah. 
Like, you remember when you played uh, Assassin's Creed Unity and you're like, oh, my God, like, I'm, I'm here I am in Paris. And, oh, my, there's the Louvre. I've yeah, right, oh, right. And you, and you kind of know the layout yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's just so well realized. And same with, like, well, playing Spider-Man. Like, I've been to – here's Times Square and here's Chrysler yeah, Building yeah. And, here's, and here's Battery Park and here's – and, and the movies so – so this is clearly from – I mean, it's from the movie movie license. I mean, there's only one license. There's not, like, a book and, and movie. Uh, and yeah. they, so they've had to sort of triangulate the sort of the layout and the look from all of these movies. Cause even in the movies there were, there wasn't ever like the grand tour. You would be like, Oh, here's the whomping willow. And here's the, now they're in this place. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 It is incredibly. And I think that is the, um, the most impressive part about the game up to this point is just the world itself is just such a very, as as well as you could recreate Harry Potter in video game form, this is it. Hmm. Like hands down, like it feels like it feels like the movie. Had, had you, you know, ever feels... played any of the like the the uh, you know three generations back, the PlayStation One, no. Harry Potter? <laughs> Hell no, no. no. Um, and I wasn't really. I mean, I, I to give a background, like I, I liked Harry Potter. I read all the books. I watched the movies. Yeah, right. They're, they're fine. I'm not like. But you're not a super hard. fan. I haven't been to Universal Studio Studios Harry Potter Land. Right. I haven't been to. Any Don't know of that, what butterbeer but... tastes like. I don't know what butterbeer tastes like. I do not. <laughs> I don't know that. But I mean, but when they, this started getting you know a lot of reviews and a lot of good reviews, yeah, yeah. and people were like, "Well, if you're a Harry Potter fan, this is the no-brainer." And it's still a very good game, even if you're not a Harry Potter fan. Yeah, sure. And um, and that's what uh, one of these guys that I watch on Twitch every once in a while. He was a big Elden Ring streamer, and this is and he said that this is the game. This is the first game since Elden Ring that's got his attention like this hard. Wow. And I'm like, okay, well. I'm tangentially interested in Harry Potter, right. like whatever, it's fine. Um, but I'm also interested in good games. Yeah, and sure. so uh, anyway, so I picked it up. But okay, but yeah, like the, the world itself is like like Hogsmeade, like the little city where they go, yeah. little town with yeah, yeah. where they go to get their butter beer and run around. Like that is very very cool. There's shops there and and lots of stuff to do. And so there's lots of like uh, little activities to do all over the world. And, yeah, and yeah. The, again, the world is and the characters are very well done. Um, the uh, voice acting is extremely well, especially like the main characters, yeah. and the teachers and stuff. Like yeah, that. yeah. So, so All very well done. That was going to be one of my questions is about the production value of the thing because it looks awesome. Now, this, this oh, it is it is top tier studio that made uh, it is uh, our local local team here, uh, owned by WB, formerly Disney uh, Avalanche. Avalanche, and now yeah. and now they uh, are working for like one I of their think... biggest competitors. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that this game is probably the game they started on after they were acquired by WB. I would imagine they've been doing this game for a while. Yeah, like you know what I mean. Yeah, um, yeah. So me, so because. Sorry, go ahead. Go, go ahead, ahead. Go carry ahead. On. No, carry on. I was gonna no. say because as far as production value, uh, so voice acting you've talked about. I mean, animation and stuff yep. that I've seen just graphically looks awesome. Amazing. I see a lot of people doing screenshots of big vistas, you know. And it and it takes place yep. like canonically Hogwarts is somewhere in the area of like Highland Scotland, something like that. So there's a lot of like rocks and craggy things and yep. shaggy goats and stuff like that. Um, and uh, the music. So we were you and I were kind of talking a little bit about the the music uh, which was released on vinyl by Mondo. Uh, and yep. I can't remember who it is. A, cu a couple, couple of guys, a couple, three dudes working on this. And it sounds, um, th th there is a certain, so for a long time, I just want to draw a comparison here. For a long time, Star Wars games, if you had music in Star Wars games, it was like, well, we just took this from the movie and that's the music for for this. And you can tell like one-to-one -one where it goes. As time has gone on though, uh, the guy who's doing the music right now for Star Wars games, Star Wars Battlefront 2 and Jedi Fallen Order and uh, probably also Jedi Survivors, a guy named Gordy Hobb. 
And he is he is like advancing the timeline on Star Wars music in the best way. Like he, it sounds exactly like Star Wars should sound, but it's not John Williams. And it's like, hey, that you know, we are moving forward with music. You know, it's not just remixing the same old music. And I get that same sense from this. Like it's like the I, music that yeah. you know, but it's they're moving it I, forward. I, I, and I don't, I don't really recognize. Good. I mean, you know the Harry Potter theme. Like, yeah, I couldn't sing it right now, but if I heard it, I yeah. immediately do, know what do, it was. Do, 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 yeah, there you go. Okay, so you know. So yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I get that exact same feeling, like where it's not, it's not just recreations, right. but it's like new stuff, but in the exact same it style. It sounds just like expect. it should. Yep. So what you would expect from a new Harry Potter soundtrack, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so production value overall, then sounds amazing. Incredible. Yeah, it's 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 uh it's something else. It, it's um just running around the castle. Like I'm playing on the PS5, and I cranked up the fidelity with the ray tracing, so it's oh. running it whatever at a super low frame rate 30 yeah. frames or something but the ray tracing effects are all really really cool wow. like lots of cool reflections in the light and the, you know the windows and yeah the, yeah and, the, and you want that um, with like your glowy spells and stuff like you want all that yeah it's just that the gameplay when you get into combat kind of sucks when you don't have higher frame rates yeah, but yeah, yeah it's serviceable um so yeah it looks amazing like okay. i i don't I, and that's kind of what drew me to it is the fact that it's i mean we're to the point now with video games where they could actually make you know this game or make New York city for yeah, Spider-Man yeah. or yeah, make, yeah. you know, that type of stuff. So, um, anyway, so it's good. Any more questions? One more it's question. Good. So you gave me three questions. Here's my third question. I want to know about the combat. I want to know if it's as good as it in the trailers, like going up to it, it was like switching back and forth. Like you're confundoing people and lifting them up and smashing them down and throwing rocks at them and poisoning people. And have you avarta cadaver at anybody yet? Like, how's that all? <laughs> so I, uh, so I'm playing on the PS5. Yep. And I will say that it does use the adaptive triggers Ooh. to great effect. Um, it also uses the speaker in the controller. That's cool. Which is a thing that only PlayStation has at right. this point. Right, right, right. They had it on the Wii, then they got rid of it, yeah. and now it's on the PS5. Yeah, and it has and a microphone too, microphone and speaker now. Yeah. So um, whenever you cast a spell, the sound of the spell comes out of the controller. So you know the telltale sound of like when you cast your... Uh, your uh, flashlight spell yeah, lumos, yeah. lumos right and yeah. it's like wee, like whistles or something like wee, yeah 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 like that all comes from this and it's the exact same sound and it all comes from your controller which is that's very cool. fun that seems like the platform um, to play it on oh yeah 100 percent. and the other thing with the combat is so it uses the the triggers so mm -hmm. the right trigger left trigger or right, right trigger i guess is the only one that it uses uh you can dodge around with circle um you know like you like you would expect yeah a triangle is a default like create like pro protego or whatever the spell yeah yeah is the shield it. spell it creates a shield, and uh, so whenever you see like the little like oh somebody's gonna shoot something at you, or somebody's gonna hit you, you hit that and you can counter them with that. Um, but the way it does is you can uh, basically assign uh, four spells to your one spell to each of your four face buttons, so your triangle, square, circle, and X. And then when you just tap on your trigger with in classic PS5 fashion with the you know the resistance or whatever, mm -hmm. there's like a halfway down when you hit that resistance, and if you just tap it down to that point, then you cast a normal like just a normal spell like it there's not really a name for it it's just like a zappy kind yeah of it's like when they're when they're sitting there and they're you know in, in harry potter movies when they're just kind of throwing spells and they're not really right throwing anything schlick, special schlick, schlick, schlick. you know yeah just like slinging whatever like yeah. a you know so it's kind of like that and so that's like your main bread and butter but then if you hold down the button all the way you can hit one of the face buttons and that'll cast like a you know incendio or whatever right. whatever whatever spell that harry potter has right um, and so 
then the enemies will all can bring up like a they'll bring up a um like a shield of a certain color so every spell that you have has, has a certain color to it and i don't know how it's all linked together but incendio's red and so if somebody has a red shield over them you can use incendio to break their shield and stun them and then you beat the crap out of them you lift them up in the air you fire a bunch of bolts you kind of combo all of these spells together and they all have kind of like a cooldown but you can you know shoot somebody up, you know knock throw somebody guy up in the air with levioso hit him with a bunch of attacks and then osseo bring him to you him with much more attacks, hit him with a fireball, and then so you're juggling the whole combo. Oh yeah, it's all they're all up in the air. That's like that's like the name of the game is yeah. to get a dude in the air and then just hit him with a bunch of spells. So I haven't unlocked like a ton of really cool stuff. Right, like, I haven't unlocked. You know, I've unlocked maybe I don't know six spells or so. But you can kind of mix and match. So you kind of like will find your build and put stuff into the spells that you want. So again, you have access to four at any given time. It's really easy to just hit. Uh, the right on the d-pad and you can just slot new spells really quickly i believe it pauses combat too mm -hmm. so if you needed to pause and switch out in the middle of combat it would be easy to do that um so yeah combat's really good uh i kind of suck at it not gonna <laughs> lie um just because sometimes you'll come up against a group of enemies and they all have different colors of shields on and so you have to make sure that you're attacking the right one with the right spell in order right. to break the shield. And and I'm kind of bad at it so far. And but I haven't done a whole lot of combat yet. I'm probably maybe four hours into the game. So, right. um, so I haven't done a ton of the combat, but uh, it seems pretty cool so far. Um, I just hope to have more of it. And I'm sure there'll be plenty of it down the line, but. Right, right. Well, that sounds like a lot of fun. It is definitely on my list. I, I uh, It's probably the next big purchase that I'm going to make, uh, but I've still got to finish God of War Ragnarok. So I've been playing a little bit of that. Yeah, and... I have that. I have uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. I've got this now. <laughs> yeah. And I've got... And I want to play Horizon Forbidden West, but I, I can wait on that. Yeah, so yeah. I, I waited this long. I can wait a little bit more. Right. So um, anyway, it's good. I would recommend it to anybody, uh, controversy aside. And just to address that, I suppose, with the... Uh, the it's been the big thing on the internet or whatever. The mm. people... J.K. Rowling doesn't like trans people, etc. Um, from my perspective, my opinion is that this game was... Is Harry Potter and this game especially is a lot bigger than J.K. Rowling as much as you know she might you know have views that you don't disagree you don't agree with in the game. However, when you do create characters, you can create trans characters. You can there's no you can pick your body type, your voice, and all that can be mixed and matched. You can also choose which dorm you want to be in. You want to be in the girls' dorm or the boys' dorm. So it's and again in the game there's no you know right, right, right. so there's nothing that's like inherently sexual about the game. Uh, but there is complete freedom like you um, you, you kind of wouldn't wouldn't expect that. And I also came across a character, which I believe is a trans character. Oh, yeah. The, in bar the game. bartender. Yeah, the bartender. That's what I, and I didn't and I didn't know that. But it seemed like, OK, this I think this character might be trans, mostly because uh, she had a very deep voice like a male, uh, but was clearly a she. So I'm like, OK, anyway, so that 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 being said, a lot of people are like, oh, we hate this game. We're going to boycott it because J.K. Rowling sucks and we don't agree with her views from trans. Uh, from the trans community and things like that. But um, from my perspective, the game is seems to be very open towards accepting of uh, trans people and LGBTQ in general. So um, that's kind of the way that I looked at it. And from my perspective, I would imagine that, you know, the, the team itself, there's a lot of people that are involved in this game. And it doesn't just go for JK Rowling. You know, a lot of people worked hard on the game. And I can support them as much as I can not support J.K. Rowling because I don't agree with her views about trans people. But there you go. Very good. 
this week I went a much more low fidelity in my uh, in my video game playing. Um, we actually didn't put this in the news outline, but Nintendo had a a, a direct, uh, you know, with a bunch of announcements spe- specifically for things uh, coming out in the immediate future. And one of the things that they announced was that they were expanding their Switch Online library. Uh, so for a long time, they've had NES games, SNES games, uh, N64 and Sega Genesis games were sort of locked behind their uh, online plus or, or, or expansion expansion pack, expansion pack <laughs> uh, thing. And uh, so they also included the Mario Kart stuff, though, right? Like, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Uh, uh, well, I mean, on those platforms. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. You're, yeah. The expansion pack did. Yeah. The uh, uh, extra tracks and things for. Yeah. So they've tried to kind of make it value added a little bit. I'm still not doing it, but, uh, but they announced at this (laughs) Nintendo direct that they were going to add a couple more platforms to the service. Uh, one of which is the original game boy. And then behind the expansion pack were game boy advance games. Uh, and I did not play the game boy advance cause I don't have that stuff, but, uh, they, they, uh, just as a quick note, uh, a couple of really great games on the, uh, game boy advance, uh, legend of Zelda minish cap is really awesome. Uh, Mario and Luigi superstar saga, one of my all time favorites, uh, Mario Kart Super Circuit, still hard to play. It's not very fun. Uh, WarioWare, the original is fine. And then Super Mario Advance 4, Super Mario Brothers 3, still super confusing. Uh, maybe worthwhile and maybe in, in aggregate. The thing is, you're never going to play all of them and you're not really going to get your money's worth out of it anyway. So whatever. Uh, which is also the name of the game for the Game Boy proper that they put on there. And so I was just going to run through really quickly the games that are in that service because I tried them out. Um, and I'll, I'll just talk in general about kind of how this is. Uh, first of all, uh, I, I do want to mention that I had talked about at least one or two games on the 3DS when the eShop included uh, individual per-purchase uh, Game Boy games that you could play on the 3DS at the time. And the same benefits that I mentioned there, which were the biggest benefits, uh, namely, number one, the, the number one thing that I think is really actually really cool about this is you can actually see what's going on. Uh, the Game Boy, original Game Boy, was all the, the green, you know, with black, and it didn't have really good contrast, so... Uh, you know, as things moved around, it would just take there a while. There was a contrast dial, remember that? You yeah, like... yeah, yeah. And it wasn't even just yeah. the contrast, but it was that when your pixels moved, like it would take a just a, an extra, just a split they second for ghosty, them to fade. Right? Yeah, yeah, it was ghosty all over, so it was really hard to see stuff. Uh, here on the Nintendo Switch, everything is absolutely clear. You can see it really well. Uh, and I think that's great. It's just wonderful to be able to see really clearly what's going on. Uh, the other thing that is actually really kind of cool, and this is both for the uh, Game Boy and for the Game Boy Advance, one thing that nobody ever did was to use that link cable to actually play multiplayer games. Uh, they've included that on this. So now you can actually play multiplayer games online through the Nintendo Switch, which I think is really actually cool. Uh, again, are you actually going to sit down with someone and play? Maybe once. You know, you might do it once just to see what it's like. Uh, but I just I just like the fact that they would allow that as a thing because that's a, a an experience that I never had on any of those uh, portable platforms. Uh, so th- those are kind of the good things. The other thing, of course, is that with all of these, uh, the save states thing is still in play, which is awesome, and I think that's wonderful. Uh, Game Boy games are not super generous with uh, saves, um, and, uh, and then of course you can also not only do save states, but you can actually rewind at any point. So if you, you know, take a bad step, just like squeeze the triggers and you can, you can frame by frame and go back, uh, to just, did, did you play Metroid two at all? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. That game sucks. The, th- the, the main thing I think that was hard about it is that the Samus sprite is so big. It's kind of just hard. You don't have a lot of peripheral vision to see what's going on. 
Uh, there's no map. But it's, yeah, and there's no map. But the, the, the levels aren't super complicated, and the music is really good. Music has always been really good on that. And yep. uh, it's not super complex, you know, so I, I don't think that it's that it's really too bad uh, as far as the maps, like, getting around. Like, you can sort of figure it out. But the thing is that as you're jumping, you, like, you can see, you know, just, like, a, a few feet in front of you in, in sort of game space. So you're always just you know, you're always surprised by whatever's going to be in front of you, which is not awesome, but it's fine. It's all right. Also, uh, that game is the only one I did not, you know, play through all of these to the end, but that game is the one that goes through all, the entire life cycle of the Metroid, uh, which I think is just wonderful lore wise. Yeah. Cause the Metroid itself is a little pupa or not, not even a pupa, but like a larva stage of like this awesome predator. And everyone's like, Oh, the Metroid is this great predator. And all it is, this little octopus that comes and like hooks onto things, but it actually grows into like this gigantic, uh, awesome, you know, actual super predator. Yeah, and the, so. the 3DS Samus Returns does a good job of. I, I think that's good. I think it's good to see. I, sure. I, I think that Metroid is just underserved as far as lore goes. So I like to see when they, when they do dig into that. So, uh, the the game library really quickly. I'll just run through it really fast. Tetris, uh, of the of the upcoming forthcoming Tetris movie, which we'll talk about oh, yeah. in the speed run. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they made this game based off of that movie, right? Yeah, that's right. So this is the game of the movie Tetris. Um, yeah, cool. And uh, very very true to the movie. Great uh, movie. Tie-in. Yeah, time yeah. Was that was, that it was really sure. well, really well done. The marketing's really good on it. Uh, Super Mario Land Two: Six Golden Coins, which I think it was I beat one this of this game recently. It's it's really pretty good, uh, especially <laughs> I played through it on the on the 2DS. Like it was awesome. Yeah, and especially when you consider yeah. the the you know because the original Super Mario Land, we all like it. But it's not great. Like it's not. I also beat that. I also beat that. And you can recently. beat that. You can beat that in about fifteen minutes. That game. Um, yeah, it's actually pretty short. Yeah, but uh, Super Mario Land Two that is really pretty cool. Good. It actually does some does some unique things. Super Mario Land the original. Yeah, uh, I mean, as far as like jumping on things and kind of having different kinds of enemies, it's got, like, but the it's side scrolling like shoot 'em up. Stuff yeah, too. where you get in a submarine and things like that, and yeah. you know, it's fine. It's it's all right. But I I actually really like Super Mario Land Two. Uh, it yeah, it gets good. more into kind of like Mario Three kind of like you get different abilities and hats and things like that and. And a little map that you can go around on. And and they're weirdly yep. themed and stuff. You know, they still kind of have that. This game was made in Japan. You can Japan. also play them in any order, like the different yeah, worlds, I think. that's true. Right? Yep, yep, you can. You have a lot more freedom to do that stuff. So that's good. Yep. And uh, that was one of the ones that I covered on one of our previous shows. Uh, if you can find our back catalog somewhere on the internet, uh, go, you know, you can go you hear can't. me talk about that. No, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll start I'll start digging into to putting some of our old episodes on there, too. I know, we got to work on that. Yeah, so. we'll, we'll get everybody to pitch in a little bit. Uh, the Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening is an excellent uh, Link's Awakening. DX, I guess that means it's the what colorized Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Color version, version. Uh, and uh, that is really wonderful. Again, really good music, very super, sort of proto proto links or uh, uh, links of the past kind of proto Super NES, uh, but also really cute and good. Uh, Gargoyles yeah, it came out after Link to the Past, right? Like. Uh, right yeah, but there. I would say technology-wise and sort of concept-wise, I would say it's sort of in between the original NES game and. Uh, uh, and a link to the past. I would say it's kind of in between those. Yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah. Uh, Gargoyle's Quest, which is you play as the villain from uh, Ghosts and Goblins. Uh, the uh, I can't think of his name off the top. Firebrand, I think, is his name, and you can float around. And back in the day when flying was cool in a side scroll, and you're like, oh, dude, this guy can fly. Um, <laughs> and it's kind of unforgiving, but it's all right. Uh, Game & Watch is just a bunch of uh, little simple games. It's not really worth it. Alone in the Dark, The New Nightmare, I've never played this. I would, I'm would i kind of surprised that Alone in the Dark was one of the games they decided to bring with the initial outing on this, but uh, Alone in the Dark, The New Nightmare, it is a uh, 
uh, almost like an adventure game, like a point and click adventure almost. Like your character, uh, Edward Carnby, uh, goes to an island and the backgrounds are really muddy. It's kind of hard to see, but it's better than it would have been on the original Game Boy. I can tell you that much. Uh, you manage a little inventory, you have guns, and whenever you get into a fight, it goes into like a um, uh, sort of an Oregon Trail style. Uh, like your guy kind of walks and you can shoot, you know, cows and things and get their meat. Cool. Maybe not that much, but, you know, it, it kind of goes into that sort of thing. And it's uh, pretty all right. I, you know, I, I've i gone back into the some of these old kind of crummy games before, and I think it, it sort of qualifies for that. Uh, Metroid 2, we've already talked about, like LeGrand was talking about. Wario Land 3, I don't really dig the Wario Land games that much. Uh, they're, they're sort of uh, side-scrollers, and you play as Wario, which is fine. In this one, his main attack... Here's the other thing about this, is you've only got two buttons. You know, you don't even have shoulder buttons on the original Game Boy, right? So this one is, like, start and select, so you actually use the start and select buttons, and then you've got A and B. Uh, and Wario's B uh, attack or whatever is, like, a shoulder rush or something, and so you crush blocks and sometimes hit enemies and stuff but maybe they sometimes hit you it's they kind of try and do some cute little things with it but i just i just don't dig it uh and then the same thing for kirby's dreamland which is the original in fact i think no 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 because there was kirby on the snes i guess uh but this is a uh very what came first though uh i i want to say the snes one did but i for a minute for a hot second i was thinking it was this I think it might be this, actually. Um, yeah. Uh, so this is... Yeah, Kirby's Dream Land was first. Is that it? So yep. you basically, you know, uh, suck in enemies, and then you can either shoot them back as little stars or absorb some of their powers. And it's fine. I have never really liked Kirby, but it is... Uh, I also am unapologetically a Kirby hater yeah, for I, the most part. I don't I don't dig Kirby. Kirby I, and, I've only played one Kirby game ever, and it was Kirby's Epic Yarn. And they're all kind of like that. Epic Yarn actually is not bad. Uh, or, 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 or what was the one on the DS? Uh, Kirby, uh, ooh, what was the one where you would draw? It was like a pinball sort of thing. That one was really oh, good. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh Rainbow Road, ra- Rainbow Star, Star World. Something, Kirby. I gotta look it up. Yeah, what, whatever it was, it was a good one. Uh, nobody was, knows. It was good at the time. People talked about nobody it a lot. Knows. Uh, yeah, nobody knows. <laughs> so anyway, those are the games on the Game Boy library. I tried them all. That's probably what you'll do too. So hopefully I've saved you a little bit of time. Uh, you know, you'll, you'll do what, we always do, which is to dig in to play each game for five to ten minutes and then decide that you've got better ways to spend your time. Uh, but well, they are coming out with uh, I think that some of these games. I mean, I've kind of gone through a weird retro renaissance of sorts over the last little while. And yep. I like I said, I'm in the middle of playing spirit tracks on the DS. Right. And I played through Super Mario Land two, Super Mario Land one. I played through I've one game that's missing from here that will come eventually is Donkey Kong Game Boy. Oh. Donkey Kong on the Game Boy is amazing, like absolutely incredible. Where they do Donkey Kong Country, but but on the no no no. This is one. Donkey Kong. This is Donkey Kong original. You know, so original Donkey Kong on the Nintendo, you had those four boards. It was the yeah, basically yeah. A, a recreation of the arcade game. Yep. And this game starts out with that, where you have, you know, you play the four levels. Yeah, the three elevators levels, and. You, and, and and Donkey Kong falls down, and then suddenly the game opens up, and there's about 95 other levels. Wow. I'm not kidding. And you kind of go through these different worlds, and there's different abilities you unlock, and he can, like, swing on, on wires and do a bunch of weird stuff. And huh. it is really, really, really good. And when that game – that game should have come to this because it's incredible. Maybe like, instead of Alone in the Dark or something. <laughs> it is very good. Like, I've legit – continue to play it since i installed it how about that uh, legally 
Of yeah, course. Sure. Yeah, um, yeah, of course. On, on my on my two DS, I ripped my ROM. I have yeah. one of those ROM rippers, uh, whatever they call them. Yeah, yeah. And I ripped my own ROM, put it on my two DS to play this, and it's really really good. Huh. So. Uh, well, I think other than that, uh, any other Game Boy games? Like, let's just talk about Game Boy for a second. Like, yeah, I, I never had a Game Boy. I borrowed my friend's Game Boy and I played Tetris on it. And well, he had a Ninja Turtles game. I never really played Game Boy. Yeah, games there's like the original later. Pokemon. There are uh, uh, what's the uh, Final Fantasy Mystic Quest. Uh, there there's are Zelda games. There's like three Zelda games: yeah. Oracle of Seasons and Oracle. Yeah, of that's Ages, right. Which, on the Game I think Boy they Color, are coming as well. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, there's uh, there's probably a bunch of Namco things. I mean, you're lo- you're looking at like your Dig Dugs and things like that. But I didn't really have my own game budget when in 1989 uh right you know so we weren't buying a lot of those games but i do i do that's probably why i never played a lot of never had a game boy either yeah 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 but uh trying to think game and watch games they had on there uh i'm going to an article here yeah there's probably Uh, mario land 2 final fantasy adventure pokemon pokemon wario land donkey kong number three on this list hmm 101 stages in Donkey Kong on the Game Boy. That's it's not very, bad. Very good. That's not bad. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, the original Overwatch on Game Boy. No, 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 no. Uh, but but I but I do think that this is the way to try it out and to see what these games were like. It's better than getting the hardware. I think this is better than actually having a Game Boy. Uh, so all, all you had to do is to wait, you know, 30 years and uh, finally your time is now. Uh, or emulate it on the DS. Like, it's amazing. Yeah. Emulation is really yeah, good. Yeah, the, the DS and, and even the eShop, I guess they're closing or have closed. Does the, the 3DS eShop closes next month? Uh, it closes next month next sometime. Month. Yeah. yeah, so you can still get some of these without having to have the subscription. But uh, anyway, it's a great way to just kind of sample it and try it out. So that's what I played this week was uh, Game Boy stuff on the Nintendo Switch. Nice. Super exciting. I've got some new releases here, courtesy of tech-gaming.com. Nice. Uh, the PSVR 2 is out, friends. Ooh. And according to reports, it's very good. Fidelity is really good. It's yep. comfortable to wear yep. and pretty awesome. It's all, but it only costs five hundred dollars. Yeah. Uh, anyway, pack-in game though. Horizon Call of the Mountain comes with it, so at least yeah. you don't have to buy a game to play. Yeah. That's nice. But and other than that, I as far that as game, I understand, the software is all just ports from PSVR. Yeah, a lot of ports. Um, I did find in the list here, uh, Fantavision. Remember the Fantavision on PS2? Oh wow, yeah. Uh, Fantavision Twenty Twenty X is uh out on vr uh resident evil village also so that's got its patch so if you have if you own resident evil village on the ps5 which i do uh you get a free vr patch and you can play it in vr which that's would cool. be pretty awesome to yeah, play yeah. the game in vr uh, also on our list here we have atomic hearts this is a game that is going to be on game pass it's a first person shooter looks pretty cool got some robot stuff going on there mm-hmm. uh wild hearts uh, I want I put that on there because there's another game with hearts. I I, th- I want to say I feel like I've seen this one as like a survival kind of game, like almost a monster hunter, a semi-serious kind of survival game. People seem to like uh, it. Yeah, yeah, it does look like that. Hey, Monster Hunter is pretty good, so hopefully yeah. someone can bring something new to it. That'd be nice. Yep. Uh, Theater Rhythm, Final Bar Line. This is a game that was a DS game originally. Theater Rhythm. Yeah, it was Wait, real good too. Yeah, well, Regular yes, DS. Uh, 3DS. It was. Um, and, okay. and it had a, like a touchscreen thing. So part of the note track was that you'd kind of follow with the stylus and stuff. But this apparently, as I yep. understand, is only buttons. And the demo for this is generous with 30 full tracks. And the final game is like 180. I, some crazy number of, wow. of uh, Final Fantasy music from across the whole series and outside of Final Fantasy. So it's like Square at Kingdom large. Yeah, stuff. all kinds Dragon, of stuff. Dragon Quest stuff, mm-hmm. maybe. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool. 
Uh, Metroid Prime Remastered also came out, so this is a up-res. I think they retextured some of the stuff as well it as... It looks awesome. Um, like, to see people's screenshots of it, it looks awesome. Yeah. And uh, twin stick support, so uh, yes. the original was just a single... Single, yes. You stick. can actually emulate Metroid Prime with mouse and keyboard support. Did Ooh. you know that? No, but what uh, I really want, one. what I really want, is the gestural support. Working. I want the I want the Wii trilogy, the Metroid Prime trilogy, with the pointer because that's that's what sold me on playing first person shooters with gestural controls. So was Metroid Prime three correct? Metroid Prime or the trilogy? Uh, just the trilogy. It was the same control scheme in all the games. Yeah. 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 Yeah uh hogwarts legacy we mentioned that already also returnal is out on pc and i would love to play that game returnal is good not enough to buy it not enough to buy it again because i've already basically played through the whole game on yeah. playstation Hype, but not that game would be really cool to play on the uh mouse and keyboard that's right uh we also have um some new games coming to playstation plus uh my patience has paid off uh, we are now getting or we have horizon forbidden west nice 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 i'm in Available, I think tomorrow is when it is when it comes. Ooh, so, doggy. Uh, that is coming out. The Quarry, which was also a pretty big game from last year. This is the game by the dudes that did. Um, uh, what is that game called? These are like uh, adventure games. Um, oh. Um... Oh, damn it! What is it called? <laughs> <sighs> the was it the Lost in Space or uh, Outer Outer? Oh, outer outer look world. Now. Keep keep saying things. I'm, uh, gonna figure it out. I'm trying to think of who did all the serious things, like Black Isles. Oh, these are like the the Man of Medan, like all those ones. Oh, dark dark pictures guys. Also a game called oh. Until Dawn. That's the one I was looking. Yeah. For. Okay. Got it. Um, they also did Little Big Planet on the PlayStation Vita. That's weird. Yeah. Uh, that's weird. Borderlands Three's on here. Tekken Seven, Ace Combat. I haven't played an Ace Combat game in a long time. Yeah, uh, there you go. Lost Sphere, which I think was some RPG with some chops, something like that. Yeah. 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 So a handful of games come in there as well. There's a bunch of PS1 classics. Um, Legend of Dragoon. I think I was already on there. Wild Arms 2. Wild Arms was good games. Um, also, it's the PlayStation 4 version of Destroy All Humans, which I think was just been remade recently. Yeah. It's also available. Yep. They did. Um, and that's basically all the things. Real good. Coming out. Well, in the news this week, uh, one of the things that uh, kind of caused a little bit of a stir out on social media was we've talked about this on this show before, but uh, we actually have some word now from Microsoft about the uh, kind of the ecology of Xbox Game Pass and how it sort of is both a boon and a detraction for game developers who, uh, who, who, according to Phil Spencer, uh, says that, well, I guess I would say statements that Microsoft has made to UK regulators in an attempt to save its, uh, its proposed acquisition of Activision Blizzard, uh, says that uh, actually that the sales of those games do, or, sorry, the presence of games on Game Pass do cannibalize uh, or show a percentage of decline in base game sales 12 months after the addition of that game to Game Pass. Um, so it, basically what's happening is that by putting your game on Game Pass, people are not buying your game. Um, weird. That's weird. The thing is, though, that in the past, uh, Phil Spencer in 2018, for example, said that uh, having games in Game Pass actually lead to more sales of the game. 
now, in this case, he was citing uh, Forza games, which I think once they get onto that service, they never really come off of it. Uh, but there are some kind of counterpoints to this, this cannibalization theme in that it allows games to get some uh, buzz, you know, some uh, a visibility that they maybe would not otherwise have had by being on that service. And for being a low bar to actually try them out, because, you know, pr prior to Game Pass, you would either be waiting for something to go on a deep sale if you, you know, were maybe not sure about it or or what, you know, but in this, in this case, Game Pass actually does also allow games to be tested out, to be tried out. Uh, so kind of, kind of as, as this has been kind of worked through with Microsoft, uh, it, it seems to be kind of a mixy sort of situation where uh, there are benefits that may not necessarily be sales benefits or, or sell-through benefits, but they do um, allow, for example, players to get deeper into franchises for, for, you know, for example, Yakuza is one of those that we've actually talked about on this show, which people have kind of allowed, uh, the series to kind of pass by, but you can actually go back once the publisher decides, Sega in this case decides they want to put them on there. Bethesda also has a lot of, uh, uh, uh you know, back catalog series on there as well. Uh, and so what, uh, for example, Pete Hines, uh, or, or rather Matt Percy, who was the uh, director of business for Game Pass in 2018, said that uh, on average they would see a 25% increase in franchise pre-order, franchise pre-order, so the next game coming out in a series because people had had the opportunity to play the back catalog and then get excited for something new that's coming out. So it allows people to kind of go back to things that they would have missed and to become excited about further developments in those franchises. So... I think what maybe, and LeGrand, you might have some thoughts on this, uh, is that it's not necessarily just that, well, people are going to try your game on Game Pass, so they're not going to buy it. They may not have been going to buy it anyway, and potentially there are a kind of a branching set of benefits that you might get from having your game on Game Pass that may not directly be related to sell-through numbers, but still have some benefit. What do you think? Uh uh the majority of the games on my game pass install right now that are installed mm -hmm. i would never have bought yeah but i've never bought but so, you've played them now but i've played them now and i think that um i think it's obvious that you know people aren't going to buy games if they're on game pass I, I i would be more curious to understand if like for example horizon forbidden west I held out hoping that game would come to PlayStation Plus Extra. Yeah. And I think how many how many times do we say we're hyped but wait for games? Yeah, Pass, right. Hype, but wait for PlayStation Plus. Like, you know, I, I'm excited for a game, but with if I, it's not a game that maybe I'm super. Well, let's be honest. Like we're all old men. Yeah. Here, right. And we don't super have the, all the gaming time in the world like we did when we were in our twenties. Yeah. Uh, and te as teenagers, and so we can't play every game that comes out. And we also were more sensitive with our money. So we don't want to just buy games to not play them. Yep. Uh, you, like I used to be way crazy into steam sales. Yeah. Just buy all the games that are on sale. I don't do that anymore. I haven't bought from steam um, in years. <laughs> right. And, and so uh, I, I'm curious as to know if the fact that game pass exists, if that, you know, has problems with uh, single player game sales in general, like multiplayer games. I could see about people wanting to get in early. If yeah. It's a multiplayer focused game because sure. that's when most people are playing, et cetera, et cetera. But for single player games, like there's no reason, like all these games on my list that are installed right now, like uh, vampire warhammer, dark tide. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have bought those games. Proteus. 
Opus Magnum, even Monster Hunter Rise has been out for PC and Switch for two years. Yeah, right. I haven't bought them yet. <laughs> now I'm playing the crap out of Monster Hunter Rise still. Um, Dyson Sphere Program, Citizen Sleeper, which I actually finished and really enjoyed. But even looking back, like, would have I bought that game? Even knowing what I know now, how much I actually kind of enjoyed it? Right. Probably, Probably not, not because yeah. there's so many other games to play. It's just the fact that being yeah. on Game Pass, I was able to try it out and then liked it and then played it. But if I had to choose between playing the game, if I had to like know that I had to pay $20 or whatever to have that experience, I don't think I would have done it. There's just too many other games to play. Yeah. Um, so it's just Game Pass is just such a weird thing. I think we don't really know the ultimate effect of Game Pass. I think we're, I think we're going to know that for a while longer still. Well, the other thing um, that, that is kind of interesting is that it takes the money um, here, here's, here's a metaphor that may or may not play out. So forgive me if this is a little bit weird, but I've heard it said that, you know, when, when we, we, you know, when you talk about the environment and being good for the environment, that the secret is not that you convince 130 million people to go out and buy electric cars. What you do is you try and, uh, systematize the infrastructure. So you try to deal with coal fire, uh, you know, coal power plants or, or whatever. And then, and then what you do is everybody who is, uh, uh, buying into that system, you, you basically are then able to address environmental concerns from the bottleneck. You know, you can actually say, okay, we're going to deal with it on the back end. Everybody just buy your cars and drive them and, and whatever. And then that way you don't have to evangelize every single person and convince them. You you just do what you can through that back end. I, I, I want to say that in the same way, it seems like the interesting thing is that the money that is that would normally have been, you know, instead of evangelizing all of the people to go and buy your game or to do great marketing for that game, uh, it filters into Microsoft and then Microsoft is able to make those deals with those developers on the back end. So what what you end up with, and I think this is kind of borne out in the discussion that that has been swirling around Game Pass, is that y you may hypothetically be giving up some unit sales, but you are ending up with a more stable deal overall because it's being done through the platform holder. You, you have a guaranteed. Right. Like amount that you're going to make. Like, I would imagine that with all the bajillions of indie games that are on Steam, that every single one of those would take a Game Pass deal in a second. Yeah. Just because it would guarantee them sales, yep. right? Not sales, but it would guarantee them. Visibility income. and yeah, and all of that. Yep. And a deal with yep. Microsoft. And a deal with Microsoft. And, and even that, even if the, you know, the Game Pass is an exclusive to a year or whatever it is, you know, then that's a year or it's on Game Pass for a year and it goes. That's off more of a guarantee X. than you have when you're trying to market it directly. Exactly. And with the amount of games that come out, you know, every day, it seems on Steam, there's more games that are on Steam. Um, like, is anybody no seeing those? Any of those yeah. guys. Nope. There's no guarantee. There's, it's only when something really takes off or the media or some streamer comes across Vampire Survivors and starts playing it. Right. right? Like. That's what really helps it. And eventually right. Vampire Survivors came to Game Pass, but would have it before? Like, probably not, because right. nobody knew about it. Yeah, that, that's um, interesting. That's an interesting thought, is that, you know, Microsoft has to make these deals with the... It's sort of picking the winners, so to speak, but yeah, the, it gives the, them the... The dude that made Vampire Survivors is the ultimate winner, because he made a bajillion dollars selling it for $3 a piece on Steam, and then he Went got to the Game, Game Pass, Pass deal. yeah. And now it's on Xbox, and now it's on mobile, and yeah. now it's on whatever. I was playing that on mobile just today. There you go. Yeah, yep, exactly. Yeah, right. Game Pass is interesting, man. I, and again, I, 
I have it for another two and a half years and mine expired this week. And I think I'm going to see if I can find one of those Turkish VPN deals to, you know, to get my three years again. Did, have they done that? Have they got rid of that completely? Uh, I don't do think that? so. It's at least as of, you know, a month or so ago, you could still do it. Oh, you so. can't buy game games with gold. You can't buy Xbox gold anymore. Uh, I think that only works if you haven't done it. I'm going to check it out. I think there's people. No, I did on, it, dude. I did it. Really? I did it. There's people okay. on the internet yeah. who know, but I'll, I'll have to. I'll have to I got three years again for the price of three years of xbox really Live Gold. maybe I paid maybe, maybe i'll over. try that i'll have to i'll have to look it out but as of as of like yesterday i'm expired so i need to figure something out but but it is it is just kind of interesting in light of this discussion like oh it's cannibalizing sales and i think that the internet kind of was quick to be like oh of course it was and but i i you know as we've kind of even just in a few minutes working through it i think there's a deeper discussion to have there and it's full of question marks that nobody really knows but microsoft seems happy well, about I mean, it it's their main you, you look at the list i mean i'm gonna look at the list right now and i'll tell you yeah. like, every every time you can go onto your game pass app and I can click on Game Pass. I just go to play xbox.com slash play. And I go to uh, leaving soon. So here's the games that are leaving soon right now. There's Madden NFL 21. That's because 22 is on there now. Right, right. <laughs> uh, Crown, best part of EA Play. Uh, Crown Trick. Uh, Alien Isolation is leaving uh, March 1st. Dragon Ball Fighter Z is leaving. Um, Lightning Returns Final Fantasy 13, Octopath Traveler. So mm. those are the games that are on listed here that are leaving whatever. So before they leave, you can buy them at like a 20% discount. So the real question would be how many people are buying, buying them on the way out? Dragon Ball Fighter Z because they played it on Game Pass, got way into it, now it's leaving and if they want to keep playing it, they got to buy it somewhere. Yeah. So now they're buying it to keep playing it. Like yeah, yeah. I would imagine that there is a percentage of people that are doing that. I don't know what it, I don't know if it's big, I don't know if it's small, but cannibalizing initial game sales i can say probably <laughs> um but even then like halo infinite like sold like crazy on steam you know um oh, wow. it was free on game pass right huh i did not know that it was like it was like one of the top selling games for that month on steam but uh, anyway so that? yeah I, I think we'll i think we'll know like someday somebody will do a documentary on xbox game pass and We'll find out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to remember to talk. Maybe next episode I'll talk about the book I'm reading. I'm getting the volume two of the uh, Ultimate History of Video Games. It's been pretty interesting. Uh, let's see. Tetris. We were talking about this a little bit earlier. Just want to mention Tetris has a movie trailer. Uh, this is the story of the uh, falling blocks. Now, actually, it's the story of Hank. Uh, is it Williams? Is that his name? Who uh, Or Hank Rogers, I think is his name. Hank Rogers. Yeah, who uh, basically went behind the Iron Curtain to... Um, to go get a deal with Alexei Pageant. And actually, not even Alexei Pagetnov, but the Russian government, the Soviet government, uh, to bring Tetris, uh, developed by Alexei Pagetnov, to the West and to the world and to put it on the Game Boy. And uh, it's fine. Like, the trailer looks cool. Everybody seems like they're, like, 25-year-old, like, action stars and stuff. So I'm like, eh, I don't know, come on. But right at the end of the trailer, there's a guy who looks exactly like Hiroshi Yamauchi. And I'm like, Wow. Uh, so I don't know how sensational the, the movie is going to be. Uh, it does look interesting. And as I understand it, the story of, uh, Hank Rogers going to Russia to, to do this deal is actually really pretty interesting, but also oh, that's what this movie's about. Yes. Oh, well, that makes it way cool. It, no, it's actually a really cool story from what I understand. I, I, I literally thought it was like, you know, <laughs> no, like a, no, a, no, no. Like the like, like a, the the like, Pac-Man or whatever the pixels was that. Uh, yeah, yeah, I thought it was something dumb. No, if it's really about that, then I'm all. No, I'm this all is cool. But now. there's like car chases and stuff, and I'm like, really? Like, it, I would I would almost rather have just a straight up documentary, but that's never going to be a feature film. So, 
whatever. But well, I, Apple TV does actually does a pretty good job. They have actually quite a bit of really good content. So I'm I'm hopeful this will actually be it, it. It actually seems like it could be it could be pretty good. It takes the subject matter seriously, which uh, which is what I really like. So look for that nice. on Apple TV uh, coming in the near future. I think it's March uh, March next month thirty first. We should have a we should have a Tetris movie party. You want it? I'll have Apple. I think I'm going to have, I'm going to have Apple TV plus. I think Uh, I'm going to watch a friend of mine uh, referred to me a a a show called shrinking. Hmm. It's um, it's on Apple TV plus it's got Harrison Ford's in it. (laughs) It's a movie about a, like a be like a relationship therapist. Like a therapist. Yeah. And it's really, I'll have to send you the the clip that he sent me. And he's like, he's like, this is the clip that convinced me to watch this show. And then I watched the pilot and it's actually really good. So I think I might subscribe to this to watch that. My wife also asked the other day about it. But anyway, uh-huh. point being, you could come over to my house and we'll watch uh, Tetris together on March 31st. Nice. I will do it. Do it. Okay. Guys, that is going to do it for all the news we've got this week, but we're going to round out the show with a new speed run. Start some of that music. Dale? Jared? Someone? Okay, let's go. Nah. Uh, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom is going to cost $70. I guess that's a thing that came out of the direct that we didn't report on. Yeah, they, they uh, and it was on the it was on the <laughs> website. It sort of came out ahead of direct because it was on their pre-order page. And I guess if you're gonna do it, this is the game that you're gonna get away with it, uh, and they're totally gonna get away with it. So, yep, yep, you've only got that's yourself funny. to blame. Uh, in other that's Legend funny. of Zelda news, uh, a Legend of Zelda Lego set is as good as confirmed when Nintendo has started issuing takedowns to speculation on this this unannounced Legend of Zelda Lego. And of course, there's already Super Mario, so this is the next shoe to drop. Cool. Uh, Ubisoft is going to be at E3 with a quote strong lineup. So far, they're the only ones. <laughs> so it's Assassin's Creed <laughs> yeah. headlining E3 this yeah. year. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, Embracer, the company that owns everything, uh, has uh, released their fiscal report for 2020, what, two, 23? And uh, they have indicated that in their report that there are five, not four, not six, five Lord of the Rings games that are coming out in the next year, this fiscal year. And they and they bought the rights just like last year. They own so, all of Lord of the Rings, yep, right? Yep, that's exactly right. And I actually... What um, are these games? What games are coming out? We don't know. Let's speculate. But, uh, Let's speculate. Mobile game? Mobile game? Uh, you know, I would like to see... So they'll probably... I wonder if they would have... Is there a mobile game coming out? Uh, yeah, they've got to be doing a mobile game. That's got to be the easy, like the low barrier to entry is to do a mobile game. Yeah. Uh, I would like to see a strategy game again. I would like to see either a, either a turn-based or a real-time strategy game based on Middle-Earth. Um, you know, something a la The Battle for Middle-Earth, which is one of my favorite RTS games ever. Yeah. Uh, they could revisit... I mean, honestly, if they just go back to the games that had been released, like the, the Brawler games, the Two Towers and Return of the King, you know, fighting, upgrade your fighty-fighty kind of games, like, that would be pretty all right. I'd like to see that. Um, maybe something, a dating sim. Dating sim based okay. on the uh, Lord of the Rings Ring of Power. The Rings of Power. What about a kart series. racer? What about kart racer? Uh, Lord of the Rings karts. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, they've got a lot of, you know, race through Hobbiton, race through Mordor, uh, you know, oh, yeah. race around Barad-dur, all, around the Thick Tower. All the tracks basically make themselves. They could do it like split second. Remember split second, the game that uh, Blackrock oh, studio, yeah. and that like yeah. stuff would fall? <laughs> like race around Barad-dur and have the tower fall like right at the end. Oh, as you, cool. Yeah, there you go. And you can do stuff and it changes everything? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm on board. I'm on board. Nice. Uh, the development of Psychonauts 2 has been chronicled in a 32, yes, 32 episode YouTube documentary. Wow. 
And Ooh, I'm, not, I'm not that interested in Psychonauts 2. I kind of am, but I got to put it behind my Kratos, you know, raising Kratos. I still have to, it's behind the queue in my documentary uh, Yeah, you need there. to watch that. I, I do want to, and I'm still, I'm making good progress in God of War Ragnarok. There's, and that game is still so big. Like, I keep thinking like, oh, they've shown me everything there is to see, but they just keep adding more. Like, I unlocked <laughs> a new, a total new realm. It's completely random. What? I, yeah, I did a side quest and it opened up a new realm with a whole bunch of new side quests. I'm like in the middle of this side quest. Uh, I bet I'm up to I bet I'm up to 30 hours by now. Okay. Because uh, I've been doing a lot of side quests Shoot. and I was in the middle of this side quest and then there are more side quest people in this new realm and I'm like, guys, I like side quests, but I'm not going to put side quests in my side quests so I can side quest my side quests. Dog. Yeah, don't do that. No, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Uh, Street Fighter VI, which is yet to be released, uh, coming out soon, but Capcom has said that there will be a $1 million prize uh, for the winner of the Street Fighter VI tournament in their Capcom Cup 10, their pro uh, pro league tournament thing that I guess they've been doing 10 years. So, a million dollars. That's not the uh, EVO tournament. No, right? it's that's not. It's a else. separate thing that they're doing. I mean, it could be in conjunction with, but it's definitely its own thing. Okay, cool. Uh, Diablo 4 Open Beta is confirmed is coming out next month uh there's an open beta there's also a early access for people who have pre-ordered mm. then there's an open beta so uh open beta or early access to the open beta march 17th through 19th and then the open beta is march 24th to the 26th it's going to be on ps4 ps5 windows xbox one and xbox x and I, and I think you said it gets you through the whole first chapter or something like that? Yeah, or? so level cap at level 25, but it will be the full Act 1 story, which is pretty cool. Mm. Um, so yeah, I guess that the uh, progress will not carry over to the full game. Got it. Whatever. Yeah. You, not that that matters. I might, I might do this and then not. I'll be hype, I'll be hype on the, the demo, but not buy on the regular game. I don't know. I already got it. I'm, I'm playing it for sure. Nice. Uh, Firaxis, the strategy game company, has lost two key leaders as the studio head, Steve Martin, uh, not that Steve Martin, and the XCOM director, Jake Solomon, have both left the company. Uh, this kind of goes on the tale of reports that uh, Marvel Midnight Suns is maybe, I don't know that I would say flop, but apparently it has not performed according to expectations at 2K and at uh, Firaxis. Well, whatever. Uh, Civilization 7 is apparently in development, also according to Firaxis. Nice. Uh, Gary Whitta, the writer, uh, says that he had written the original pitch for Forspoken, uh, the Square Enix game that is, I guess, kind of been lambasted for dialogue and just for kind of being... I guess weird and awkward. Uh, he said he wrote the original pitch and the story narrative for Forspoken, uh, and it is not at all present in the retail release. So, kind of interesting. He's kind of making a told you so. Maybe, maybe <laughs> a little bit. Maybe a little bit. I mean, it's, Seems I think. Like a if, bit. I mean, maybe they didn't even tell him. So I could see him just being like, "Yeah, that was not what I wrote. That's kind of interesting." Um, but maybe if he would have used what I wrote, it would have been received better. Maybe to say. that's probably it. Yeah. Uh, the game Multiverses, the WB game with like uh, Adventure Time people in it, and Scooby apparently has lost 99% of its player base. Oh, well. It's been out six months. Uh, I, well, yeah, duh. Like, <laughs> I don't think anyone's playing this game long term. Yeah, I just I always I found it expected. I always found it to be just an interesting oddity to see how WB was gonna. I mean, you know what? This would have been a great time to release some Harry Potter content, you know, and get some. Uh, oh, dude, yeah. Get some Wizarding World, uh, you know, get a. I don't know, bartender with a pronounced Adam's apple. Well, that's on there. the thing is like Smash Smash Brothers stayed relevant by continually releasing new characters all the time. Yeah, confounding. Like, there's, hard, there's a dedicated hardcore fan base of Super Smash Brothers, but they also continue to add new characters to right. bring those. And they would do Cloud, normal and players. Ryu from oh, Street yeah. Fighter. 
hot Ryu with his hot dad beard, all of that. So that's right. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe they can bring it back. Maybe they'll announce. I don't know. I don't know. What's a WB franchise? Maybe they could do. I don't know. Alex Rogan from The Last Starfighter, right? Matrix. The Matrix. Yes, they absolutely need to do that. I will, I will play that game. I will get into. I will become the new multiverses master <laughs> if they bring Neo in. Uh, and then finally, uh, Microsoft, it has been revealed, actually developed an artificial intelligence in this in this era of discussing artificial intelligence arts and chatbots and all those things. Uh, Microsoft actually developed one that would play Minecraft for you successfully and do things like tame horses and cut down trees and things like that. Uh, but they don't plan to release it. So we don't have the... Uh, what, what, what are the, the mobile games that everybody likes? The, like, a idle... Idle Minecraft that you just like let it play itself or whatever. Oh nope. yeah, uh, my favorite Minecraft game is just the not played Minecraft. Yeah, game. I mean you can still punch trees like that's kind of fun. No, I don't punch trees. That's my rule. You remember? Like I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't play survival games because I hate punching trees. I'm with you. I am with you. Guys, that is going to do it for this episode of your Game Bite Show podcast. I want to thank you for making it to the end with us. If you have any thoughts about any of the games that we've been playing, Hogwarts, Game Boy games, if you have a hot take on a Game Boy game and you just got to get it out, uh, let us know all about that. You can find us on social media wherever, but I don't know, maybe we're going to stop talking about social media. Just come to Discord. Uh, come find us over at GameBiteShow.com, which forwards to our Podbean landing page, uh, where you can hear our podcast on all sorts of different services. We're on Spotify and Amazon Music and all kinds of things. Uh, so come join us there. Come join our open invite to our Discord server and actually hang out with us and interact with us. And uh, that's where you can find us these days. Uh, so I guess that means that we can't really announce our own selves. But I'm Jeremy. Legrand is Legrand. Uh, for our absent <laughs> hosts, Dale, Count Eldor Jones is on there. Uh, Jared Rudd I Dunn is on there. And a whole host, a whole rogues gallery of hangers-on and friends uh, that we like to hang out with and share memes and freebies and all kinds of things. Uh, you can also find us over at youtube.com slash show. We are there. Uh, see us live. I've tried to do Jared's chat thing, so hopefully there's like little, I don't know, timestamps for when we started talking about things. I don't know how that stuff works. Uh, and uh, Oh, you did? I, yeah, you I, tried, to I tried to. I mean, I don't know if it actually does anything, but Jared did it, and I'm trying to... I don't know. He didn't bother to be here today, so he didn't tell me how it works, but I just chatted in there, so... Uh, so, find us at uh, GameBiteShow.com, find us on our Discord server, find us on YouTube, those are the best places to find us. And uh, guys, we'll be back next week to do all of this stuff again to keep you informed, entertained, and edified about news and video games and all of that stuff. Until then, this has been your Game Byte Show podcast. Thank you so much for joining us, and we will see you next time. See ya! See ya!